Hello, neighbors. This is Daniel. This is Katie. Welcome back to the Future Neighbor Podcast. You sound a little bit down today. I'm not down. I feel great. <laughs> okay. Neighbors, it's been a little while because we've been getting quite busy with uh, preparing for our our upcoming wedding. Um, oh my gosh, I'm getting so stressed. Yeah, there's quite a lot of little things to take care of and it's been eating up like little times for, you know, we have to do a little bit of prep for this podcast too, but then right when we think we have time, like a, a text message comes and we got to take care of this and that. And so I think for the next few months, our schedule is going to be on and off and we'll try to fit in podcasts here and there um, as much as we can. Yeah. So if you have any pressing issues or uh, topics that you would like for us to cover, please email us and we'll take that to the top of the list. Because right now, um, during the week, when we go out for walks, I have these like thoughts. Oh, we should talk about this, this and that. And by the time it's like a few days later, that list gets uh, reshuffled and reshuffled and reshuffled. And yeah, the world just moves so fast, right? But we have been enjoying our um, nighttime walks. Right now, it's like spring in Korea, yeah. so all these cherry cherry blossom trees are blossoming. It's beautiful. My thought of the day today was, um, well, actually two things. So the first is that there's like this real value in, in walks. Yeah. Because, well, you have to take a walk without music. Coming from somebody who just lives with the music headphone on all the time, 24-7. Yeah, I used to do that. Now, not so much anymore. But the thing is, when you're listening to music, you don't let your mind just run through its thoughts. So like your mind, it's always filled with thoughts, right? When you wake up, let's say, and you open up your phone, you're not able to process through those thoughts. It's just another app another thing that's throwing information at you so your mind goes into absorbing mode you yeah. know and so when we go out on these walks or i think when people meditate the whole point is to just hear your thoughts mm. right and so for me when i take these walks again i stopped listening to music and there's been it doesn't necessarily allow me to come up with an answer towards things that i or things that I'm like debating about in my mind or things that bother me. Yeah. It doesn't let me like fix or come to necessarily come to a solution, but it it makes me less emotional about the issue because I weighed what could happen if it went this way or what could happen if it went that way. And now understanding what could happen in both ways, I feel like length, less anxiety about it. Mm. I think that's the value of thinking and, and letting that monkey, I call my mind the monkey that throws poo everywhere. If you are able to just see it from a third person perspective and you yeah. see, oh, that's my mind racing again. Yeah. Then you're able to say, oh, let's calm it down a little bit and then just play with the idea. And it's been really helpful. I, I think that's what people talk about when they say, oh, meditation. yeah, yeah, I do meditation in the morning. Yeah. I think it really can come in all sorts of different ways. Like you don't have to be like sitting still, yeah. Um, with your eyes closed to meditate. I think like your way, if it works for you, yeah, it's great. For me, it's kind of funny, but I I think I'm meditating when I'm reading like a boring book. Oh, interesting! <laughs> so all these times you're reading these like very uh, hardcore like yeah programming slash uh, 
other books you're just meditating yeah <laughs> because sometimes i find myself basically i'm on the same page for like 30 minutes <laughs> and i'm reading but then like my mind is going somewhere else oh i know what you're talking about though because i remember a long time ago when i used to read like harry potter books <laughs> when i was really young like in junior high i would be reading on one page but i'd be thinking oh my gosh i have to do that what if that person at school and then yeah it quickly turns into like two or three minutes and then you Realize then you're re- reading the same sentence over and over, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I catch myself doing that, but I think that's also like one way for me to like give myself time to meditate and think. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the whole point of meditation is not necessarily to rid yourself of thoughts, but it's to just let your mind wander. Yeah. Just let it run. Yeah. Just let it run its course. And then you'll get to see how crazy, like you, you're you're able to see your mind or yeah. hear your mind, and then you're able to see that oh, I'm something beyond just my mind because look how crazy my mind is, <laughs> right? Yeah. Whereas when you're just operating, you and your mind are one, and you're not able to disconnect, right? Yeah. But you're like, oh my god, am I really thinking like that? That's insane. I need to come back. And yeah. I think I'm so harsh to myself in my mind. Yeah, I'm like the worst true. enemy. And then like, I think it's like a mental illness sometimes. What about being like I'm overly s- harsh to yourself? Yeah, or? I'm my, my biggest like self-critic. And like later on in retrospect, I know that I was being too harsh to myself. But when I'm in the moment, yeah. I just like can't, can't stop my mind from like rolling and falling into that spiral more and more and it wasn't the same thing when i was running so a long time ago i used to go running for like one hour one hour and a half but i would always have music going i'd listen to like all my old school like i love the the classic like rap uh cds but then it you're hearing the music so your mind is in a state of absorbing so your mind is not able to play through those ideas and those thoughts yeah because you're just in absorbing mode again yeah so it's focused again yeah so i never got that while running but somehow just turning off but you know how powerful that smartphone is right <laughs> like i was telling you the other day remember when you were in Busan and yeah. i was just walking and i was like all right you know what i'm gonna try this uh again let's just keep the phone in the in the in my jeans i gave myself maybe like 10 minutes of walking and then i'm like ah, let's see what's on news i want to read addicted. through the headlines put my hand out and it's already out and i'm like no 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 and i put it back in <laughs> and then like two minutes later i'm like oh but i want to see this i want to see what's going on in this and like it's i i feel like anxiety because i'm not able to like check on my phones and let my mind be bored yeah which comes to the second thing i was thinking about today was exactly that is that i think the the biggest problem with today with me personally yeah. versus me a long time ago is that i never have the time to be bored yeah and i can only imagine being a student or being a young kid where a lot of times you're feeling to want to be in a relationship right we were talking about how many of our friends lately are single yeah it's like a growing trend in korea i think to it's be everywhere single and not marry it's okay to just be single you don't need to be married and i think partially why i thought that that becomes even more of a possible thought is because when you live your everyday life there's just so much entertainment everywhere there's no time to be bored you can just watch netflix 
before you go to bed if you were lonely you can just flip through instagram yeah or you can turn on youtube and blindly stare for two three hours and the yeah. time passes so true whereas when we were a little bit younger when there was no smartphones you would get so bored out of your mind so you would go outside the house go explore the backyard or let's say a little nearby forest or a mountain if you had go climbing go try to play with animals like or you know you would get so bored at nighttime you'd be like i can't wait till i have a girlfriend or boyfriend so i can do stuff on the weekends i can go <laughs> do stuff you know whereas now it's just like i can't wait to be home alone so i could just watch netflix and chill yeah as the years go by there's gonna be this trend of just staying single and not necessarily marrying i think that's even going to be more pronounced in the future it's going to become more um, of a less taboo to just be single like no one's going to give you that much well maybe there's still going to be more pressure i don't know but i feel no. like that's going to be a growing trend definitely and also for me like growing up my mom was always um like uh kind of the type who would not force marriage on me she said if you want to live single you can live single oh interesting yeah you know there are some parents who like really insist or give pressure to their sons and daughters to marry yeah and i think that's like a traditional like way in korea yeah i was always like it was very kind of outstanding to me that my mom wasn't that like on that thought whereas my dad is like the opposite <laughs> i see he still thinks that you know like the traditional korean saying that parents do only if you guys are married then i've like done my duty in my life uh, yeah. <laughs> he's still in that thought whereas my mom is like it's totally up to you i think my parents are well i mean my parents are like your dad as well both of them i mean i've i've never never in my life have i ever thought that i would not ever be married really yeah i've never i never even imagined that Wow. would not be married i would just it was just a matter of time until you find the right person so i've never even like so that's why actually when i first met people in my life that chose to just stay single it was just mind-boggling to me like yeah you had hard time like kind of understanding understanding why, why. yeah 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 um i mean i could understand if someone is not able to due to like economic reasons or due to whatever unforeseen circumstances that happened in their lives that you miss your timing or whatever it is. But I met people who actively chose to be single. Yeah. And I, that really was like, what? But, you know, who knows? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I wasn't, I didn't think that I would marry either. Yeah. I'm talking <laughs> about you. <laughs> so, so, um, me in my 20s would be super, super surprised that I'm marrying somebody now. Yeah. I think when we were dating, you were quite, uh, yeah, you were quite negative about marriage for a very long time. And you always said, I, I would always bring topics about marriage up and you felt uncomfortable about it, and so, which made me not really talk about it. Yeah. And you would always say at the end of the day, if, if I pressed you on it, you're just like, can you be patient with me? <laughs> right? 
Yeah, I was just really, I wasn't really the one to fantasize about marriage. I just saw it as like a reality and I felt quite pessimistic about it. So it wasn't something that I was looking forward to. And then that's why I think it's so hard for me to like prepare this wedding too, because I didn't really have like a dream picture of like how my marriage would be or my wedding would be like, you know, how like if I was a girl who was like really like from early on, like yeah. I, I, I know that I'm going, I want to marry my thirties. And like, this is like the kind of like, uh, like a wedding, the type of wedding that I want to have. Yeah. Like if I had some like idea or dream about it, yeah. I would be so much more prepared yeah, and I you would know this like point, to the exact detail. Yeah, but it's not something that I had like kind of thought thought out beforehand. So everything feels like so many decisions to make, and like, yeah, like, like the like for instance, like what kind of flowers I want to have in the wedding, what kind of color scheme I would like to do, like all these things feels like all these decisions feel so overwhelming but now that you're in it how do you how do you feel about it do you feel like it's had, like where okay, oh, actually before even that question when did your desire to get married started to change i feel like we're, we're on oprah and you're you know i feel like i'm with the therapist or something <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it it somehow rolled into here, so why not? Let's play it. Our, all, most of our podcasts are always on tangents. Yeah. What was the question? So when did your, I guess, your idea and your desire to want to marry change, or did it ever? Was uh, there a single thing, or was it just a... No, I think it's more like a gradual thing. Mm. And, yeah, as you become more and more convinced with the other person... Mm. And like you, you start not to see a life without the other person. Yeah. So I think it was like a very slow and gradual process for, for me, which is why maybe why it took us so long to get married too. This is like our eighth or nine year together. Yeah. Well, I, to be honest, I, I wanted to propose to you a lot earlier, but I didn't think you were ready. And you always said that. Yeah, I remember you saying stuff like, I want to get married a lot later. And you would say clear things like that. Yeah. Which I didn't want to pressure you. Yeah, I didn't want to pressure you into like uh, tying the knot. Or else I think we would have beat COVID. We would have definitely got married before this prolonged. But I'm happy with the timing because like, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't have been prepared um, for a marriage maybe even two, three years ago. And I feel much more comfortable with um, the way things are now. And knowing who you are as a person more too, right? Yeah. I feel like during this COVID times, I've really been able to learn about myself Yeah. um, and be able to label who I am in my head more clearly. So like when I was younger, like let's say, let's say, um, let's say, the thing you joke about like daniel oh you're so frugal like or whatever <laughs> actually you don't use the word frugal it's already me um, you say, i didn't oh, say you're a so thing. cheap or whatever 
and i would always be i would be like no no i'm not you know or if someone put a label on me like oh daniel you're you're this or that i'd be like no i'm not i'm not because i always kind of feared labels like i didn't want to like even if i know something is true or not true mm. i don't want to put that label on me because i would always think about examples of cases where i'm not that yeah but now as i get older i think it's really important or i see the value in understanding what you're not or what you don't like or what uh yeah yeah in that area and so um that helps me to know how i will react in a situation this this or that and and I think during COVID, because I spent so much time with myself and with my thoughts, mm. I'm able to understand how people perceive me, how I perceive myself. And Katie, why do you have, why do you, why are you tearing up? <laughs> Should I roll a gochujar ad while you roll back the tears? <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Future Neighbor Podcast is brought to you by Gochujar. And right now, we're trying to... What, what do we have in the lineup? We have some of uh, the Korean sun cream, right? And oh, cream. the Dalva. Yeah, Dalva. And it's really other. good. It's so smooth. And it's like... I. It's a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. All of a sudden, from tears to like... Uh, I mean... Like yeah, uh, you, you gotta go on to your home shopping channel, Katie. It, it seems like it brings you joy. No, it's a sunscreen essence, and I started using sunscreen essence because like um, it's like a two in one. It's essence, so it keeps your skin moist, but it's also like does the sunblock effect. Yeah. Yeah, I have been using a sunscreen essence from a different brand. But then this Dalva one is so much more smoother and lighter on your skin. So I actually have been very much enjoying this product. Yeah, and we also have another one from Hera that we're going to upload. It's a pretty premium sunscreen. And I think people who like Korean uh, skincare, I think will enjoy the... the Hera. <laughs> Hera. And then we also have a very exciting product that we've been trying to source for the last, actually for the last year and a half. So there's been a lot of visitors um, to our site who have asked, hey, can you carry this? It's a cooking war set. And we're in the final stretches of contracting. That person drives me crazy. <laughs> uh, but I won't speak on that. Uh, who knows? Maybe she listens to this. Are uh, you going to say the name of the no, product? No, not yet. Not until we get uh, the sh like all of the the first batch shipped into us yeah because who knows when that will happen given that like <sighs> <laughs> but i uh, uh, really can't wait to um yeah like, introduce you guys this new ceramic they'll probably i mean we'll start using it on future neighbor videos as well so but yeah. anyway um we've been doing a lot of work in the in the background and um if you guys want to have some more premium gifts from korea that you have an upcoming birthday or a wedding or a baby shower um, feel free to check out our site. All right. Okay, so now, Katie, <laughs> you had this like raw <laughs> moment here where you were looking at me and your eyes were bubbling up. So what what came to mind? Why? Oh, no, because I was like um, just uh, thinking about like the whole change of my thinking of, of now wanting to marry. Uh -huh. And then uh, finally I'm marrying you. <laughs> wait, wait a minute the you was so like wait a minute wait a minute 
<laughs> a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I wish there was a, like a back button. <laughs> was it like a now I'm marrying you? <laughs> like, like, like I finally got over the concept of marriage and I settled with you? Or, oh, Katie, like, please clarify <laughs> quickly. Oh, man. No, because like, didn't you have like, so growing up for me, I had two different kind, two different types of friends, and one would be like friends whose families are like broken, like like, like their, their parents, parents are, are divorced yeah. and like they have um stepmother or like, you know, their parents are not divorced but they're like. Not so great. Not so great, cheating to each other. Yeah. And actually, I think I had more of those friends around me who yeah. were very close to me. Yeah. And then I think the reason why I felt so close, closer to them was also because I felt like um, I also felt like a similar pain from my own family. Yeah. And then I think this kind of somehow like my child upbringing kind of convinced me that I don't want to marry anybody yeah and then and then i think over the past few years i i kind of realized that i was more like wanting to make a victim out of myself like i think i some some way it sounds strange but i kind of enjoyed making myself a victim do you know what i mean yeah or like it feels better to continue with the mindset that you've been surrounded with or that you've been told from your your let's say your 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 parents or from your friends who have kind of pain in their family that it's okay to not marry and it's going to lead to a negative situation anyway so why and it's easier to just go along with that sort of like yeah, I think, yeah, somehow I was very happy with this, like, victim mindset. I'm a victim of this, and I will live on like this, and I'm happy with it. And then there was just one moment that made me feel like it's kind of very loser. It kind of is like a looks, it's very, loser yeah, you just figure that that's like that's a loser's mindset. Yeah, I, I and I just figured that's like a very. It doesn't do you. It doesn't do you any good. In yeah. Your life. So I then then the, and then suddenly it hit me that it doesn't do me any good, and nobody wants to surround themselves with somebody with a victim mindset, and yeah. it's just like not a good way to live life. So. I guess this kind of moment of realization kind of made me think think in like different ways and I don't know try harder to kind of get out of this victim mindset that I guess I can kind of live my life in a different way. You can chart your own future and you're not like you're not stuck to yeah the, the family situation that you were born into. Yeah. So that's something that actually, Katie, that, you know, we talked about a lot, right? And I've always said that, like, for me, I truly believe that we have two sets of families. One is the one that we're born into. 
which we have no control over, right? Just like the roll of a dice, some people are born into, let's say, let's say some people are born in America where the standard of living is huge. And some people are born into Afghanistan, a family in Afghanistan, let's say, who has born into a war, war-torn country. And just in the same line of thought, some people are born into a parent with lovey-dovey families who are giving kisses to each other all the time and it's like too much. Whereas yeah. there's someone is born into a family where the parents are fighting or worse off, you're born into a family with only one parent and the other parent has left early on when you're a kid, right? Yeah. So there's a whole spectrum. And this is like, you know, when you're sitting down at a casino table, that's the cards that you were dealt. And I think part of living life is maximizing your your life given the cards that you've given but what's beautiful about life sorry guys i i've had this talk so much with katie i'm sure she's already bored about it but i always thought that the second that everyone has this everyone has the opportunity to have a second family and there you control the rules you control how it's made you control the values and you control who you want to build that family with you can control how many kids you want to have, like how, how how you nurture them. And this is where you control all the factors in your hand. Now, of course, if you come from a very traumatic first family, it's a lot, you have to really focus yourself on how to be a great parent or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we have two families. And as you get older, that first family makes less impact on your life because naturally, just like in nature, uh, you know, a cub as it grows up into uh, uh, a lion king, sorry, a lion, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it lives by itself. And just like us too, in modern day lives, we separate from our families and what our, let's say our parents, of course, we want to take care of them as much as we want and stuff like that. But it's more and more, it's it, everything is is to you, right? And And so I always feel like, people who have had that first chapter a little bit more difficult there is a chapter two as long as you want it yeah. right so that's good there's been a lot of times when katie has cried and sometimes it has the most purest things or the most honest statements that come out afterwards but i've always cut them in the past so next time katie if if some emotions come down feel free to share because you know a lot of times you want me to cut stuff because it feels like you're not sounding professional or sounding clear or sounding like the way you want to present yourself. But like these moments of being vulnerable is probably the best stuff because it's real. And there's a lot of people who 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 have pain but never show it on the internet. <laughs> you can make me cry sometime too. And I'll try to share what why I'm crying about. But I just haven't cried in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, we can do a little pivot from here. And Daniel, uh -huh. can you say a few things about the recent, what, well, not recent, but uh, Asian hate in America? Oh, the the Asian American hate and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I did ponder about what to say about that, but I feel like it's important to spread the message so that Asians, when things happen to them, we're like a hush-hush. We don't like to bring attention, even if it's something that we're becoming a victim to. So I think the younger generation is doing a good job in voicing when injustices are happening yeah. against especially our community, the Asian community. 
Um, and I think that needs to happen. Um, but I don't think we need to talk long about it because I feel like our listeners, whoever is listening to us, I don't think there's anyone that ignorant to go be punching 70, 80 year old uh, grandparents who are walking the streets. I mean, like you hear it in the news and I see it all over my social media, but I don't know anyone in my network or anyone in my affiliates who's like, would even think to do that. So it's like me preaching to people who already agree with me that yeah, that's obvious. So I don't think I need to really talk long about that. Yeah, I, I don't know. When I see something like that, like it, it was also shocking to me. Like video is very strong. Yeah. Just like the George Floyd case is going on right now in trial and they're replaying the tape and it's, I couldn't even, yeah, I couldn't watch that again. But um, I watched some of the clips uh, about some Asian grandmothers who who are just walking, but they get punched and then they get uh, stomped on by people, by not people, but just a few like really ridiculous I mean, inhumane people, yeah. right? And blaming them probably for COVID or whatever it is. But <clears throat> yeah, of course I can preach on how that's bad and you shouldn't do that. But that's obvious. Yeah, You shouldn't strike your mother at home. You shouldn't uh, kill your pets. I mean, isn't you shouldn't hurt an uh, 80, 90-year-old person. Isn't that obvious? Mm. I mean, and if you don't get why you shouldn't do that, then I think you have a lot of other issues going on. Yeah. So, and like I always say, those people, even if you're not caught and you do acts like that, you'll never live a happy life because in your conscious, just like people who go and murder people in war who come back, but you know, nobody knows about it. When you're by yourself, when you're taking a walk, those come up and you're always, you're going to fall into alcoholism because it's hard to keep that on your conscious and live a pure life. Not necessarily a pure life, but a happy life. Because you've done injustice to people and you've never addressed it or you've never said something wrong. So you'll never be able to see yourself as a... Um, you'll never be able to respect yourself. Ever. So you can mm. always fake the funk in front of other people. But when you're at home alone, you just have no respect for yourself. And you do more shady things because you're, you, 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 you don't like yourself. So something that's been like really kind of bugging on my mind uh-huh. is like this ch- Chinese influence on Korean media and Korean drama, Korean culture. Yeah. I so, remember you were talking about that. That that was bothering you. Yeah. So like right now, China is doing like the Chinese government is doing like a huge propaganda and huge movement to basically like take ownership of some of our own culture korean culture like if you search on baidu which is like chinese um google they kind of they put like kimchi all kimchi torso bibimbap korean hanbok all these like korean pansori all these things as like chinese origin oh that they all originated from china yeah so it's in in some way they're microaggressively saying that that's theirs yeah, and there's like a really famous, like huge YouTube Chinese YouTuber who recently posted a video of making how she makes kimchi, and she basically titled it Chinese food. And that girl, I think she has like ten million subscribers or something. She's huge, and this has been like, yeah, it has been quite upticking more recently. 
Yeah. And yeah, this uh this has been really bothering me and like it's been like like very very active on Korean media too. Of course, it tugs at the hearts of of any country. Like kimchi is is as Korean as it gets. Yeah, and my, I don't know, you might kind of like at first you kind of dismissed it like who would believe that? Yeah, but I think really. history only like history is basically the the and the ownership of the powerful. So in, in 2021 nobody believes that, but who knows in like 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. If you keep repeating the message somehow people will be like, "Oh, there's a reason why they're saying that. There must be some truth yeah, to that, right?" Yeah, and people start doubting it and then it eventually it, it might lead to like a topic of of discussion yeah. which when it's not even like a thing right now or co- topic of conflict so yeah. in 20 w- what year did you say you think that might happen i don't know in 10 20 years like if if that's how they are preaching in china probably it won't take long until all chinese people really believe that and so by 2030 then if they continue along well kimchi will be chinese and then uh spaghetti will also be lo mein <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know their propaganda and that gradual <laughs> like. Assimil- what else are they gonna take over? Uh, no, you know even that in the drama Vincenzo that we were wa- I'm watching. Yeah. Um, there was a huge news because there was a scene where the main character Song Joong-ki was eating like uh, food. Yeah. But it was a Chinese packaged packaged some sort of convenience store food. Yeah. And I think it kind of. It was like a Chinese version of torso bibimbap, something yeah. like that. Why would they put the Chinese? Exactly. Version? I've never seen like a Chinese packaged food in a Korean drama. And um, yeah, the, the, the actors and that um, producers of the drama were getting a lot of criticism for it. Uh-huh. And then they ended up deleting that particular scene because it really, it, it chimes in with the Chinese kind of movement to basically overwrite our own culture did they figure out why they put that in there was it just are they like funded you know like hollywood you know hollywood has getting a lot of chinese investments definitely Uh, they're funded by the chinese money so i think the the investors kind of pressure them to like drop in this and that bits of like chinese stuff onto that drama is invested by chinese it must be yeah see and yeah, I, I don't know which produce which um, company produces Vincenzo, but actually JTBC, which is one of the biggest cable network in Korea, it just received like chanok worth of Chinese investment. Oh, I see. Chanok is how much in USD? How about hundred million? Mm. Shibok is one million. Pegok is ten million. So. Chanok is a hundred million, yeah, hundred million USD. Yeah, I see. Well, if we play devil's advocate, um, oh, it's ten cent. Ten cent invested. Yeah, I see. Um, if I'm an investor and I put that much money, what's wrong with you know doing some product placement of Chinese goods? But it. It's if I was an American investor and I put in some hot dogs into Vincenzo, would the uproar be as big? Uh, probably not. But this also is like 
kind of chimes in with their whole movement to override our own culture. That's why. U.S. government is not trying to take ownership of kimchi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or take ownership or like um, make hanbok their own culture. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I read a lot of this and I, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't spent the time to really try to understand the issue of like how much of it is spin from Korea and how much of it is like the, the aggression from chinese media which is always state-run and how much of it is like koreans just whipping it up into something bigger and bigger but the kimchi issue i know for sure did uh take place and it's pretty ridiculous i mean they have something called pao kao pao kai pao chai, pao, pao chai. Mm. and actually I, I don't want to go into so much detail about that but i mean the point is is that um yeah basically People like in Korea, we basically want to protect our own culture. So we are very, very sensitive when it comes to aggression by our neighboring countries, not only China, but Japan as well. Yeah, that's people get very, very like sensitive and very, very, very interested in these issues. Yeah. And I've been seeing this issue all around on the news and not just Vincenzo, but there's also another drama called Choson Kumasa. Basically, it came to a stop because they were based on like a fabricated story on some hist on our own history and turned out it, the, the whole script was written by the like chinese writer who basically became a naturalized korean citizen but it turned out that writer has this link to the chinese government and has a lot of relation to the chinese state-run media so people found out that we were basically being taken advantage of so the, uh, this person what you told me was the plot of that drama was very incorrect from korean history mm. but they wanted to spin it in a way that made chinese look more positive yeah in that drama right yeah i see yeah that's an issue sometimes i even because i know how much chinese money has gone into hollywood you'll see like i forget what movie it was but it's like um, we're trying to go to ah, I think it was the Mars movie with Matt Damon where he's trying to get off of Mars and the U.S. Uh, space uh, station can't do it or the U.S. Um, what do you call that? The NASA. NASA is not able to do it. So then they like call the Chinese uh, space uh, intelligence agency and then the Chinese send it and then the Chinese send the day, save the day. And I think <laughs> it's because I was like, wait a minute. All of a sudden like so random. Like I, I'm all for, um, I'm all for Asians being more shown on TV, and I would love that. But sometimes you could totally see the the underlining of the 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 Chinese money that came in because all of a sudden, like the Chinese agency comes and saves the day, or the Chinese character. All of a sudden, it's like a cowboy movie, but all of a sudden, a random Chinese person is like right in there, and it's like, whoa! This it takes away from the plot of the movie, I guess. And sometimes. But yeah, I mean that's that's always going to be a sensitive issue. Yeah, I mean, but it's been like more and more concerning because there's more and more cases like this. Ultimately, it comes down. Remember, Katie, when we were talking, that I was always saying the global powers are the U.S. and China yeah. at the moment. Why does it bother you that China, you know, these two nations are influencing Korean politics? 
it's ultimately because we like what the U.S. stands for, which is democratic values, and yeah. we don't like what the Chinese government. Right. I want to emphasize here: it's not the Chinese people; it's yeah, the it's Chinese the what the Chinese government stands for, which is communism. We don't like that, and then we feel the Korean people, who is a democratic country, also feel threatened by that. Yeah,、um, we do. With the Chinese government putting its tentacles out and trying to affect culture, economies, buying up debt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is that their influence becomes more bigger and bigger, and we don't want to live under communism, and that's why we have this sort of natural ooh, no to China, yes to U.S. It's not because we just love the U.S., but it's the values that we share as a nation, right?、Mm. That's how I usually reduce down the. Where our fears come from with China, yeah, you know. So I think that's fair because it, the things that we eat, or maybe even our family values, they're a lot closer to China, right? Even our food, rice diet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like、uh, how our families are structured, and like、uh, you know, a lot of cultural values too. Very Chinese. Even our language has Hanja and all this, but basically, when it comes down to social values and how our society is built up. And the rules that govern us, we enjoy freedom. We enjoy、uh, democratic values. Yeah,、and、that's that's why there's this, you know. Because sometimes I wonder, like, you know, I was trying to play devil's advocate with you earlier. Like, when when the U.S. intervenes in Korean things, why don't we have as much of a reaction towards it, right? But then again, you know, this all gets very complex because the U.S. has played such a pivotal role in in Korea's freedom during the war,、um, coming in and and helping and. General MacArthur and all this, yeah, we have a long history together. So, anyway, but thank you for sharing that comment and that thoughts about the. Because it, I think there's still a lot of people and like、uh, globally who don't know about Korean culture and who don't know what kimchi is. And if it turns their first, first、uh, point of contact with this kimchi is through a Chinese person, then they're gonna believe it's Chinese. And I don't, I I don't. Like that. So there's two takeaways from this conversation. One is that if you want to really troll a Korean person, you can say kimchi is Chinese, <laughs> <laughs> and that Korean person their head will explode. Or yeah, if you really want to bother one at school, that's a great way to bully a Korean. You're so bad. You just gave a like a way to bug that, people. That's a Korean kryptonite right there. <laughs> What? I thought kimchi was Chinese. Oh my god! I just、uh, yeah. But you know there was a time in history, like ten years ago, when Japan was claiming, trying to make kimchi their thing, too. Kimuchi, they called it. Kimuchi. Yeah, but yeah. then like, I don't have like、uh, exact details, but I think we、uh, Korean government tried to really like. Establish our like ownership and stance on it by registering kimchi and like how it must be produced, how we produce kimchi on this like kind like not UNESCO but some sort of、ISO. like yeah some like this global organization and like then they would yeah. Great description, Katie. <laughs> <laughs>、um. Yeah, I forgot what the second takeaway was, but just stick with the first one if you want to bother a Korean kid. That's the best way to do it.、Oh, but just don't, don't do、like、it to me. Point. Just don't do it to me. All right, and then something I'm very excited about:、uh, my friends have been commenting. 
good friends and hey you look like you lost some weight i think so too and i like the way you look now i like the way y- what was that you you did earlier you you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's been working so i think this is like the best the the, the slimmest i've looking yes uh for breakfast i i i pour a coffee cup only one third full i don't even pour in a regular bowl just one third full skim milk <laughs> i do organic cornflakes with no sugar oh you oh you we're using skimmed milk yeah that's chojibang oh wow yeah. i didn't even know uh and then we a little few taps of mizukaru and then and then uh the granola mix it up very quick breakfast yeah then we've been having salads for lunch oh yeah it's been so refreshing and light yeah we've actually yeah we've actually done a good 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 with salad and then a good addition to the salad was um hot dog no potato (laughs) we've had a hot dog a few times yeah yeah Oh, oh we also sweet potato sweet potatoes yeah sweet potatoes is nice because you can um microwave it for like three or four minutes until it turns soft but then it stays good for like th- uh two to three days you could just leave it at room temperature and like a day later it still tastes good and so it's like the perfect thing to eat when you're hungry at night and then the most important thing is uh, we stopped eating after a certain time so when i first started the original cutoff time was seven but then I, my body got used to that, and then I pulled it back to six. I haven't been able to pull it back any further just because life gets so busy. But try to maintain it. Yeah, so I go to bed around two or one thirty. So seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. One. That's seven hours plus the sleep, right? So if we two <gasps> wake up seven, I just noticed that's fourteen I... hours of not eating, <laughs> or fourteen, fifteen hours. You, your yeah. cheekbones are looking so enhanced. Thank you. so now i'm down to 75 no what am i saying now i'm down to 65 kilos the lowest i've ever been that's uh around 144 40 43 yeah 40 yeah something yeah let's try to maintain it until the wedding and then you can just gain all back up no i don't want to gain it back (laughs) up this is too hard once once you leave the train station once I went from 69 kilos to 68, once we pass the train station, we don't come back. There's, there's no, no going, going back. back. There's no, hopefully there's no going back. I might have to take a flight back. <laughs> Put it all back in just a few uh, few days. But anyway, neighbors, um, Katie, any last thing that comes up to your mind that you want to just share with the people or... Next episode, let's. Uh, I want to give more updates to our wedding preparation. I thought I could do some vlog on my wedding preparation, but given the situation and how just like hectic it is, I don't think I can. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got a little excited for it because we hired a um, a band and like a jazz band, and we had we get some vocals and yeah, they really set the ambiance on. Huh? We need to pick the music. Yeah. You are the sunshine of my life. Nice. <laughs> I think that's a good intro to our ebu. 
uh, the second half after yeah. the ceremony. Yeah. Well, we can't give away too many details because I know a few friends that are attending that are also listen to this. So we have to keep it a little bit of a surprise and we'll have a, a good time. And for our guests that are not able to join us, who are our fans and listeners, I'm sure we'll take a lot of pictures and maybe put together a little video and share it. Yeah. So I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to ask all my friends to like take their phone out and film me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they will. Neighbors, thanks so much for always joining in with us. If you haven't already, try visiting Gochjar, our sponsor. And also go to iTunes or what was the other one where you could leave reviews? YouTube. Oh, no, no. Not YouTube. You can leave Apple Podcasts. Oh, Apple Podcasts. Isn't that the same thing as iTunes? <laughs> anyway. Spotify. I don't think you can leave comments on Spotify. Anyway. Only Apple iTunes. Yeah. Go there, drop a five-star review and leave us a comment. It really helps us. Uh, but other than that, we much uh, we love you very much, and we'll be back on the mic soon. All right, thanks for listening. Adios. Annyeong.